Well, hello and welcome back to the very, very short archaeology news. I am, of course, your host, David Connolly. How could you do without me? Talking about doing it without me, I think this whole was worthwhile mentioning the two people who actually make this possible. You hear my voice, but it's thanks to Dave Horrocks across there in Canada. Hello there, Dave, who actually puts this all together to make it sound so lovely. And of course, we have Diego in Italy, who actually collects all the news amongst other things. He is, of course, Stone Pages. Well, I've got that out of the way. I should let you know that this news is brought to you in partnership between Stone Pages and the British Archaeological Jobs and Resources website, along with Past Horizons Archaeology. All the stories have been collected, of course, from various sources, and to view the details in each source, including that, uh, well, sorry, in the story, including the important source, see the Stone Pages website at news.stonepages.com. The reason I was a little bit distracted is, uh, unfortunately, we've only got two stories for you. Yes, two stories this week, though I'm adding a little one on to the end. You'll just have to wait to find out what that's about. Uh, Story number one is about maize being key to early Andean civilization. And then we finish off with the police returning smuggled Neolithic artifacts to Kosovo. Well, let's get on with that Andean story. New evidence has strengthened the argument that maize has played an important role in ancient Peruvian civilization 5,000 years ago. Samples taken from pollen records, stone tool residues and fossilized feces suggest that food crop was actively grown, processed and eaten, adding weight to the theory that Andean society was agricultural. Study author uh, Jonathan Haas from the Field Museum in Chicago says that if you look at the origins of civilization around the world, from Egypt to China and India, they were all based on agriculture. Other artifacts the team examined included 14 stone tools used for both cutting and pounding and grinding. They were radiocarbon dated, well, the material around them, to between 2090 and 2540 BCE. 11 of the 14 tools had predominantly or exclusively maize starch grains in the working surface and two working surfaces had maize phytoliths, that's the the mineral excretion of the plant um, found on the surface. The researchers also found samples of sweet potato and bean starch grains and recovered 62 coprolites, which is the polite way of saying faeces, which is the polite way of saying poo, of which 34 were human specimens. 68% of these specimens contained, yes, you guessed it, maize starch grains, the dominant source of starch in the diet at the time. Dr Haas has observed that maritime resources were important as it was their primary source of protein, but in each one of the coprolites there was, on average, half an anchovy. I, I hate to think how they worked that one out. But that wasn't the diet, it was a condiment. In contrast, finding corn, beans, sweet potato and a number of other things in the diet, it showed that it was an agriculturally based society. He then added that a vibrant agricultural system would then result in a surplus of food, allowing the society's leaders to attract outsiders to the area and exert power over them. The team has written that it was during this time that large permanent communities began to be settled and monumental architecture first appears in the landscape, 
agriculture itself was more fully developed and indicators of a distinctive Andean religion become manifest in the archaeological record for the first time. So you see it, it's basically agriculture creates the civilization. Now, police have returned smuggled Neolithic artefacts to Kosovo. Seven artefacts dating back as far as 4000 BCE to the Neolithic period and thought to belong to the Vinca culture, a prehistoric group that have traces going back to 5,500 BCE in southern Europe, have now been returned to Kosovo. They are believed to have been stolen during the 1998-1999 Kosovo War and were discovered by police in Germany back in 2005. Authorities think they were meant for sale to private collectors, but there was no registry of the items and it took investigators years to authenticate them and then confirm their origin. They've been placed in Kosovo's archaeological museum in the capital Pristina, along with the museum's only previous artefact, a similar terracotta figurine known as the Goddess on the Throne. This was returned from Serbia through mediation of the United Nations. Kosovo's ethnic Albanians fought a separatist war against Serbia in 1999 and Serbia relocated, which is a polite way of putting it, some 1,200 artefacts from Kosovo's museum to Belgrade during the 78-day NATO bombing campaign that eventually ended the conflict. Serbia rejected Kosovo's 2008 declaration of independence and ownership of the artefacts is still Hotly debated. We'll have to see what happens with that. Um, We're also keeping an eye on what is happening in Syria as well. A crisis on both a historical and a humanitarian scale. Well, that was, I'm afraid, the news. Blimey, I hear you ask. Is that it? Well, I've got to confess that Diego is, in fact, in the process of moving house in Italy, which is a time-consuming process, as well as preparing to come across to the UK to celebrate his upcoming birthday in May. He's, in fact, heading up to Orkney and has promised to come and visit us as well. So he is a busy, busy person. And, in fact, so am I. So I'm going to add to the news with a bit of prehistorical... um, Uh, shenanigans very close to home. I thought I might at least tell you about some work that I'm conducting in the Lammermuir Hills, which is quite near to where I live. This is along with four students from Edinburgh University. It's an excellent project that does not need vast amounts of equipment or funding, just time, dedication and effort. All of the four students have that in abundance. Uh, Thank you to Tom, to Colton, to Alex and to Alex. How do I tell them apart? Well, I can tell them apart by saying there's Alex and Alex, they're Greek. You know who you are. They're all working at Yadley Stone Circle on the imaginatively titled Yadley Stone Circle Project. They're examining for the first time a very small circle and alignment in terms of layout, sight lines and possible archaeoastronomical correlations. So far, we've been up there in howling gales and snows. Uh, Now there's dedication for you. And the intrepid four, along with yours truly, have carried out initial investigations at the site and decide what is required. So far we have taken bearings, we've taken photographs and created sketch plans and written descriptions. We've even numbered the stones and already discovered that there's five more than were previously thought to exist. 
They've carried out viewshed analysis and background research in the Royal Commission in Edinburgh. And as, as well as that, they've also popped in to the local SMR in East Lothian. And we've also contacted the Borders archaeologist uh, who sort of area the stone circle sits within. Well, the next move will be a full topographic survey and then try and correlate the alignments with any possible major uh, alignments such as the spring and autumn equinox. We just actually had the uh, spring equinox, so can you tell me what happened to spring, by the way? They've already had one major find, as I say, and that is a line of three stones that points at 232 degrees from the inner circle. Is this significant? Well, we'll just have to wait and find out. As they're collecting data and then interpreting it, rather than looking for alignments first, yes, they are doing proper archaeology. You can follow their work at a website that they've actually created, it's at Yadley Stone Circle Project. That's Y A D L E E Stone Circle Project, all one word. Dot Tumblr. Dot com. They are being helped with the fabulous Dougie Scott, who is a well-regarded, well at least by myself, archaeoastronomer working in Scotland. So he's actually helping us uh, go through the process of what data to collect. I find this incredibly exciting because we have uh, quite a lot of these stone circles up there. Nobody knows what they're actually looking at. And I have to confess that I'm learning a vast amount. And so watch out for more on the Yadley Stone Circle Project. Now, if you want to keep up with uh, news, then of course I'm going to have to say to you, there's pasthorizonspr.com. Want to get out there? Well, Past Horizons also has a vast array of world projects that you can get involved in and not to mention a lot of lovely tools for you to buy to get involved in these projects. Can I also remind you about my own website, the Badger website, bajr.org, where you will find UK Heritage Calendar, Libraries, Guidance and Jobs. And remember, more can always be found at the fabulous Stone Pages website, news.stonepages.com. Let's all wish Diego all the best for his move. And thank you very much for listening to this rather short version of the Archaeology News. And we hope you'll return to us again next week. <laughs>